echo? Hello? No, I got nothing. Okay, no good. good. Oh no, I, I just I added Bill to the the feed, so got I didn't. It. I wanted to make sure that there wasn't uh, wasn't an echo, 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 echo. echo. Uh, Johnny Proter for you. Got it. All right, um, Joe. I've got to take off about two seconds after we sign off, too. Okay. So do I. I guess I do, too, then. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been nice knowing Frataloni you. hardware and garden yeah. stores. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost ready. I'm almost ready, Joe. All right. <clears throat> ready, Brad? Yeah. I'm rolling. Yeah. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1078, May 16th, 2023. 94 degrees on this day in 1934, and 31 degrees on this day in 1890 and 1929. 1929 was way before the technology that resulted in Aquaside, a great line of White Bear Lake products that have been keeping your swimming beach free of weeds and algae for more than 60 years. Aquaside products are easy to use. They work right away. Kids will try to swim today. If it gets into the 80s, you watch. You think so? Kids will dare it. Kids will dare it. Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR. There's no needs to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today and describe your problem. They'll get you the right products. Call Aquaside at 1-800- 328-9350 or go to aquaside.com and now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of spoon lake it's garage logic with chris reavers manning technology corner kenny olson from the crabby coffee shop john height in the newsroom and of course the rookie here is your flashlight king fireworks commissioner and the keeper of common sense your mayor Joe Sushi. I've started to be sent beautiful pictures of people with lake places flying their GL flag. Oh, neat! At the end of the dock. Isn't it's that neat? time. It's that season. It is that season. It is the season. How do you not do that? We are joined in studio by Bill Glan from the Center of the American Experiment. Bill uh, worked in the legislature, knows the ins and outs. Now is with the center, and uh, the public safety bill passed. Bill. And we can uh, obviously anticipate the governor will sign it. He'll sign anything you put in front of him, and he'll sign this. How many pages do you think that bill is? Uh, I think it was about 550. And, and everybody read every word, yeah, right? Again, it doesn't even break the record. Some of these human services bills goes to thousands of pages. You're kidding. No. The most insidious part of the public safety bill, correct me if I'm wrong, we think the bias registry survived in the bill. Do we know that for a fact? It did a little bit different form than it was before, but the same concept. What what could be a different form that would ease our pain? Well, just not doing it at all would uh, right. be a preferable <laughs> thing. But the, the original version of it would have the Department of Human Rights collect, quote, hate incidents. Right. And they would create a registry of stuff that didn't rise to the level of a crime. They already co collect uh, statistics on hate crimes. That's already done. But this would be, quote, hate incidents. We don't define what an incident is. Hate it's whatever, whatever, whatever you didn't like, somebody said you didn't like, and they would go into this registry. We don't know what they would do with it. So they don't have the, quote, registry, but they have this assignment 
they were they're given a million dollars to do it, which was to go and create a report every two years on trends in hate incidents in Minnesota. So to do that, they can go to community organizations, nonprofits, and collect, I don't know what, anecdotes, people's names, and produce this uh, report. But what to, what's going to happen to this information, the, the statute won't say. I, I don't know where to begin. It's, yeah. So they signed off on it, not knowing what the end result is going to be. It's just open ended. Well, this is this is not just this bill. It's everything this legislature has done. Paid family leave is another great example. They don't know how it's going to work or in the uh, public option for health insurance. They don't know how it's going to work, but they just pass it. And they figure we'll, we'll get going on it and we'll fix any problems that come up downrange. Let, let's stick with this bias report for a moment. Could it be that this is the introduction of ESG scores, environmental, well, social governance, that uh, will ultimately, what, uh, determine uh, if you're a suitable enough ideologically fit person to get a bank loan or, or am I on the right track here at well, all? It's the or? social credit system they have in places like China. Sure. It's North Korean in nature. So you, know, <laughs> you, you get, you know, so many, just, to use the climate change one, you know, the, okay. the analogy there is we're creating uh, in England and other places, these 15 minute cities where yep. you're, you're confined to a space and, and you can only go out of that space so many times per month or, or whatever the rules are. And, you know, if you, once you hit your limit, you, you know, you're trapped, you can't leave anymore. So that's the idea here. We keep a running score. Each person, Joe, you have your score. Chris has a score. You have a score. And when you hit the limit, then you can't do more of whatever that is, whether it's drive your so car. So it's a race. Is this a serious version, a, a, a current version of the handicapper general? Yes. But but only what worse I think. Who is it that hates us this much? Well, no, that's a serious. <laughs> these are these are Democrat proposals, and again, this is all done with the best of intentions. So Lord. there's too much hate. So we need to reduce the amount of hate. And I don't. What hate? What hate? Right. Well, they what? have to go look I'm for too busy it. To hate. You know, so that that there's not enough. There's more demand for hate crimes than is currently being supplied. So they have to go out into the community and find more hate incidents to report about because there's not enough being generated naturally. That's like the way they behave in the failed academy. The uh, directors of equity and inclusion, they have to get up every morning and find something wrong because mostly there isn't anything wrong. Right. They have to find it. People out there living their lives are going to the work, they're shopping the grocery stores and in fact, it was interesting that the, the incident that keeps getting repeated as justification for this allegedly occurred in a grocery store during COVID times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, nobody was there to witness it. And we don't know exactly what happened or somebody misinterpreted something or was just completely made up. But, uh, yeah, there aren't enough hate crimes to justify all the effort being put into the subject. So they have to create this subcategory of hate incidents mm. to have something to report on. And that's what's dangerous. Nobody was there to see it. Nobody remembers anything. Right. Right. Maybe it's the hate that's generated by critical race theory. I mean, there's a lot of hate in, in all of that. Well, there's no due process. And that, that was the objection to a lot of this was 
the the registry part. If you get your name in a registry, it's like the no fly list. You don't know you're in there mm -hmm. until you show up to the airport and can't get on a plane. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're in this hate registry and you don't know you are in it until you go to apply to maybe file for office or go to get some government benefit and find out, oh, now I'm on this list. I don't know how I got on there and I don't know who to complain about because I didn't even realize I was I was flagged. Will you ultimately have the public safety bill in your hands? Because that's what you guys do at the center. You poor guys have to read the whole damn thing. Right. Well, uh, luckily, I don't have to read the whole thing. But yes, uh, again, there's just been an incredible volume of production. You know, they, they take credit for it. Hey, this has been a productive session. We've gotten things done that we've been trying to do. These are the Democrats been trying to do for years and couldn't get it through the Republican Senate or a Republican governor when we had a Republican governor and the floodgates have opened. So every idea that they had for the last 10 years, since the last time they had the trifecta, they've passed into law or will by the end of the week. And then a bunch of stuff they just thought of in the last month or so. Why wasn't the trifecta successful 10 years ago? There was a different, to my view, and this is just my own personal opinion, there was a different breed of Democrat. There mm -hmm. were a lot more moderate Democrats, truly moderate Democrats, centrist Democrats mm -hmm. who listened to their constituency. So a suburban Democrat saying, well, I don't know if I can go that far. But what's driving the Democratic caucus these days is the far left in the core cities. I have a so question. The Roger Moe's, remember Roger Moe? Sure. I mean, they're gone. They're gone. Tom this Bach, yeah. uh, David Tomazzoni, may he rest in peace. These moderate Democrats, Iron Range Democrats. That had at least one ear opened it, but hear what your side was, and I don't want to kill you. So along those lines, in your educated opinion, Bill, when will reality set in with the voters, the, the moderate Democrat voters that are typically going to always just check the box down the DFL line? Is it going to, when they have to file taxes next year, they say, what the hell is this? Well, it'll creep in little by little. And again, there's always an explanation. Well, you know, we had to, we, you like nice roads, don't you? You know, you want to mm -hmm. help the less fortunate. So this is what we had to do. And there's always a reason. There's always an excuse. And it's the, it's the frog in the boiling water, the death by a thousand cuts, whatever analogy you want to use. There's so much of it. It's hard to fixate on one, two or 45 things that happened in this session. But I am just amazed at the reporting of it. And you, we were talking about the public safety bill and the, all the focus was on the gun control measures, mm -hmm. the, uh, the uh, uh, red flag law right. and the uh, registry law. And there was not almost, I read a 29 paragraph story in the star tribune. Wasn't one mention of this uh, hate crimes report, hate incidents report. Right. There's another provision that would allow people who are currently incarcerated to get early release right. there. And that maybe got one paragraph. And so that'll happen. Somebody will get an early release and they'll go commit another crime. And maybe somebody will mention that, oh, yeah, they should still be in jail for another two years under their original sentence. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this stuff will trickle out over time. And But will people connect the dots back to what was passed in legislation in 2023? I guess we'll see. I, I, I'm convinced the more we explore this that – this kind of ideology is brought to us by people who uh, don't like the country. They don't like the way it was founded. They find that to be flawed. They're out to re rescue that, redeem it. And if you had to look in a crystal ball, do you think Minnesota will be a livable place 
for a garage logic resident five years from now, 10 years from now? I guess it depends on, on what Chris was asking about. Will people realize what's going on and will there be a course correction? I keep repeating, we have this situation because one state Senate seat flipped by four, or sorry, 321 votes. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't take a lot to get some balance back to the legislature that you flip that one Senate seat and now it's a Republican majority and very little of this stuff would have happened. Do you think the people of Minnesota realize that every two years now they have to come up with $18 billion in tax revenue that did not exist two years ago? It's just amazing. You have this surplus that unprecedented in the history that you asking me about my past and yeah. been in state government for 10 years. Right. And we've never had, we've had some surpluses, but never of this magnitude, never double digit billion dollar surpluses. And the idea would be, Hey, the Democrats could do a bunch of stuff they've been wanting to do, like paid family leave and this right. kind of smooth. But the idea is uh, we, we spent all that money. Now we want to spend a whole bunch more money. So I think they keep talking about the tax cuts. Oh, the biggest tax cut in the history of the state. I believe it'll be true by the time we tote up all the numbers that the legislature will have passed more tax increases in this session than they passed tax cuts. So not only do we not get that $18 billion billion surplus, not only do we not get any of that $18 billion surplus, we are going to end up paying even more in taxes than we were last year. And what they're passing into law is something on the lines of a 20 or 25% increase at Mm -hmm. one time. You'll think, well, you got inflation and maybe a little bit of population growth and you'd expect government to grow a little bit over time, but is growing by 20, 25% at one shot. Not a nickel of that surplus was saved. It doesn't look like it. No. You know, again, we, they're still <laughs> passing bills. You know, they're still, they haven't decided the bottom line. This is all still in conference committee, but it doesn't look like we're going to have anything to show for that $18 billion. It's all been earmarked and all been spent and they've you know had what? to raise more I taxes. I think Bill just invented a new GL term. Doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like <laughs> it. Like we say, noted. Noted. <laughs> Remember That's, when we scoffed wow. at the two hundred dollar refund checks or whatever they were going to do, and now it doesn't look that bad. No, there's not. Good. This went is, from a uh, thousand to two hundred to nothing. Well, it's just amazing. And this, the again, the death by a thousand cuts. You have the delivery tax every time you uh, <clears throat> want to get something delivered to your house, a pizza or whatever. There's going to be a tax, and then the the car tab fees, which is completely unnecessary that we're going to increase. And in the most bizarre way, we're not going to increase the tax. We're going to do more than a hundred percent depreciation on your vehicle. It just defies logic. And then uh, stuff with Uber, we're going to pass all these regulations or increase the cost of an Uber. So it's like everything they can think of, they're going to get through in this session and maybe next year, because I think they fear in 2024, they're going to lose those 322 votes and no longer have that majority. Well, Just one correction to you, Matthew. Yo. Um, a slight mistake. He went from 1,000 down to 200 to now us owing him more. <laughs> so, Heck yeah. of a rebate yeah. program. Yeah, and I love that he tries to convince uh, residents of states that don't have income tax to move to our state. That's what's so hilarious about a lot of this. Bill, did you foresee walls being this disappointing? Uh, I, I should say, oh, I saw this all coming. But, you know, when 
he first ran for governor, he was the congressperson from the first district, which mm-hmm. is the southern tier of the state mm-hmm. along the Iowa border. And when he was running for Congress in that district, he was that moderate centrist right. Right. congressman. And it seemed to be that was what he sold to get the nomination. It was a highly contested nomination the first time he ran. He was running against a whole bunch of other highly qualified people who were running to be the Democrat nominee. And he was censoring, well, I'm that guy from greater Minnesota. I'm from Mankato. He's from Nebraska. Mm -hmm. But I'm that guy from greater Minnesota. I'm that centrist, that moderate who can attract votes from across the spectrum and, and get elected in a district which subsequent to him leaving leans republicans since mm-hmm. he left that seat has gone republican now mm-hmm. and it hasn't gone democrat since he got to be governor so it really he sold his value proposition to the state was i'm a moderate centrist republican or a democrat i'm going to listen to both sides i'm going to pick the best ideas from both sides and govern closer to the middle but now that he's got complete control of state government we see who he is he has completely ceded the agenda to the most radical members of the state legislature representing Minneapolis and St. Paul. And he also vowed during his campaign to not sign legislation that was not bipartisan. Well, it, and partic- everything he signed is not bipartisan. Uh, in, in fact, this gun bill we're talking about, the public safety bill, has bipartisan opposition. In the mm-hmm. in the House, there's one of the Iron Range Democrats voted no. Mm-hmm. So it has not only does it not have any Republican votes, it actually has a Democrat voting against it. He's had that on a bunch of bills where there's been one or two Democrats who have peeled off not enough to flip the result. But the most disturbing one is the elections bill. Mm-hmm. Elections affect all 201 members of the legislature, all four people who run for statewide office. And he vowed, as has been the predecessor, uh, the policy of all of his predecessors, not to sign election bills without bipartisan support. Mm -hmm. And he signed one of the most radical, one of the most, it was the most radical election bill in state history without a single Republican voting for it. This is the pre-registration of 16 and 17-year-olds. You get a, you're registered with your license, the whole thing. Yeah, it's all designed. It's a recruitment tactic. It's the felon voting bill. It's all designed to, for partisan advantage. They barely won 321 votes. And this is to go make sure fortify the election is the uh, is the term of art they're going to fortify the election to help democrats i mean there's no other way to look at it you're going after young people who have no mortgages they have no they might not have a job they might not have a car they don't have children they don't have a an oar in the water who do you think you're going to vote for right well we'll get to that when you want to talk about ward 10 yeah we're going to get to (laughs) ward 10 just a moment do you have a garage uh i in my apartment building, I have an assigned space in the garage, yeah. so yeah. I don't have my own. But I did <laughs> when I owned a house. I had a I had a multi car garage. Well, then you should have used precision precision garage door of the Twin Cities. Okay, you know they don't do commercial work, so you're out of luck with your well, apartment. Well, I, I, I tell you, I could have used it because I had uh, three garage doors, and I had two of them fail during the time I owned that house. Well, they would have taken care of that. Uh, I've met these people. Right now, they've got a great deal at Precision Garage Door. They'll do a 25-point safety inspection, and this is no B as in B, S as in S. You tell them a GLer, and it's going to be free. They're not trying to sell you anything, but they're going to spot any problem before you get end up you know, trapped under the wastebasket. Don't mess with that you know. spring. Uh, no purchase necessary. Garage doors can break. Mine yeah. has. Uh, and now I have these guys, so I'm no longer worried about it. 
uh, precision garage door. They're available 24-7, 365. Uh, they don't charge you more for a weekend visit. I was really pleased to know that. It's Precision Garage Door. They serve the metro in western Wisconsin. Uh, take it for me. Uh, we need a garage door guy, and these are the people. Precision Garage Door. They fix the garage doors correct. They don't want to return all the time. No, They want to help you and, and fix it. Uh, get cool. on. Uh, you can get online and get help immediately at Precision doormn.com precision doormn.com uh, either water or coffee okay. either one thanks who's the ae on that uh client joe pat eberts pat eberts why kenny might need some work done Oh, I just want to know their range, how how far they travel. I did meet the family. They're pretty uh, solid. They're, they didn't strike oh, me Oh, that's as, right. They were in here. Yeah, Was they didn't strike week? me as uh, like that sunshine people you had in here or whatever the hell they we're were. on the council. Right? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're being heard uh, as we speak now by people who buy a subscription for 10 bucks a month. They join the garage logic town council and they hear all our BS between, oh, okay. between segments. So well, I gotta be careful. If you wanted to say something provocative uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right now, it'd be remembered forever. <laughs> the town council. Uh, did you sell your house? Cause you got tired of the taxes. Uh, partly. Yeah. Uh, I have was paying, I don't even want to say how much I was paying in property taxes to yeah. Hennepin County. Are you still in, in the uh, Minneapolis I'm area? still in Hennepin County, okay. but I, I guess I pay property taxes through my rent. Right. So I still pay property taxes. But yeah, I had, and I guess this is personal, I, my uh, daughter graduated from high school. Yeah. And uh, we, did, we didn't need a three-bedroom house. Right. And uh, so we sold, and it was felt like the top of the market. So then you came out all right. Uh, I came out ahead. I sold it for more than I bought for it, which is more than I can say for my Minneapolis condo years ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I sold for more than I bought for it. And it was, man, this market seems super hot right now. I don't need, I, I don't want right. to maintain yep. a house this big. So I said, I'm getting out while yeah. I can get out yeah. and get out of debt. So paid off my mortgage. I yeah. put money in the bank. Yeah. I pay rent. You know, uh, but you, but to your point, you know, I don't have the ties to the community that I had when I was a homeowner. When you're a homeowner. Yep. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, it was the property taxes were out of control and, you know, it was just all uh, the garage door, you know, my dishwasher went down. I had to replace the refrigerator. We got people for all that. Yeah, I know. I know. But uh, <laughs> it was just, why am I doing this when I don't need even half of this space? Right. I'm ready if you are, yeah, sir. Yeah, does Kenny got something? He sure does. Yeah, let's go. All right, you ready, Ken? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm rolling. <clears throat> Just like Dylan said, Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere. Tri-State Bobcat in Little Canada, Hudson, and Burnsville. They have a couple of Toro Time Cutters, zero-turn mowers, on sale right now. You should probably look into this. Grab some paper and a pen and, and start running these numbers. First one is the Toro 54-inch time cutter. That's with the MyRide suspension. Price four, uh, $4,899. Toro rebate, $200. 
Tri-State Bobcat rebate, another $200. Final price, $42.99. You think that was good? Listen to this one. Give me another one. The Toro 50-inch time cutter. It's $38.99. That's already a good price. Take off $100, so that's an instant rebate. Final price, $37.99. But wait, 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 wait. Well, there's a whole lot more. That price includes a Tri-State Bobcat special five-year warranty and a Toro Total Care warranty extension. That alone, a $460 value. The Toro, uh, the Total Care, that allows coverage for pickup and delivery within 25 uh, miles of uh, the riding products. That's worth it. And then up to a 30% reimbursement deal on covered maintenance items from Toro. So to sum it up, with that price and so much dang warranty piled up on top of it, this could be the last Toro you'll ever have to buy. They've got you covered for life. Tri-State Bobcat has the Metro covered. Burnsville, Little Canada, Hudson. Tri-State also has Oatana covered at Mankeys and a dandy website, tristatebobcat.com. Bill Glan is with us. Uh, what, what, what would I call you, a research fellow? Sure. At the Center of the American Experiment. and uh, Chaos organizer. It sometimes <laughs> feels like a lonely outpost, doesn't it? There's not many people doing what the center's doing. Uh, not not too many. And, yeah, with this trifecta in charge, it seemed like a lonely crusade. <laughs> we had a uh, what I've been calling a rhubarb over the weekend. We had a rhubarb at the uh, Ward 10 nominating convention uh it seems like all hell broke loose because warsami challenging uh what the hell's your name uh it's right in front of me here shugati shugati asia shugati uh what happened well this was the nominating convention or the endorsement convention for democrats for one of the city council seats in in Minneapolis. So all 13 city council seats are up for election this year. They do odd year elections. And so they were doing endorsement conventions and some, some of them, there's no opposition. So they're not doing the convention. Some of the conventions were happening virtually and on zoom. Mm -hmm. So there aren't in person, but Ward 10, which covers uh, the uptown area and some of the surrounding areas wanted to do an in-person convention. So they, they had a room rented and they brought, the delegates for the various candidates who are Some running snacks all is going to be fun right so yeah usually it's a it's a long grueling day but you're there with fellow democrats and you know you're having fun and you're doing politics and the incumbent city council member aisha you mentioned her name she was running for another term and she was being challenged by a couple of people but this uh, uh nazri warsami seemed to be the main challenger and then she was getting up to the podium to speak, give her campaign speech. They hadn't taken any votes yet. They were still fairly early in the process, but she was about to give her speech. She brought her supporters up on stage, and then a scuffle broke out, a melee, a fracas, whatever you want to a call rhubarb, it. Rhubarb. Donnie Brook. Between her supporters and the supporters of her main challenger to the point where they had to just – pulled the plug on the whole thing. And so they just stopped the convention, called the cops. Uh, the council member was locked up in a room until the cops showed up and were able to clear the room. <laughs> I don't think anybody was arrested, but at least one person had to go to the hospital to be treated. Uh, and so 
the state Democrat Party's executive committee is supposed to meet Thursday to try to sort out what to do next. Did Warsami's people, why did they flood the stage? Did they black out and suddenly think they were back in Somalia where that's the way politics are run? I don't know what triggered it. You know, there was a, this Twitter account called Wedge Live was was covering the event because they cover neighborhood events and they were filming it. And I don't know if you can figure out from the footage what had happened, but it just seems like uh, the two groups got into too close a proximity when one group was moving toward the stage and the other group wasn't. And I don't know who triggered it. The, the Warsami group has been blamed for it, but I've looked at the video and I can't figure out what happened. Oh, explain the role of delegates. What What is happening there? Right. So you have at these local conventions, when I ran for office, we, you know, the Republicans have a, have a similar situation where there's these meetings that happen back in February or March where you have your local group. They called it the BPOU, the Basic Political Operating Unit. And it's just your local branch of your Republican Party or your Democratic Party. And you get together in the middle of winter and you pick delegates from among the group to represent you at these later conventions. Mm-hmm. So you get a two-year term that you're elected as a delegate and people sign up for it. And the idea is you're committed to going to meetings for the next year or two. And then later in the year, you have these endorsing conventions and next year they'll endorse candidates for Congress or state legislature. Well, this was the city council and it was just this one precinct, if you will, in Minneapolis. And these delegates were supposed to vote to endorse one of these candidates for city council. And uh, frequently you have these meetings where they don't come to a conclusion. There isn't enough support for one of them to get the endorsement. So nobody gets the endorsement and you just move on to the next general election. So 500 people might attend the uh, endorsing convention, but only the delegates vote. Well, yeah, anybody can attend the convention, but the delegates have a vote and there were way more delegates apparently than there are normally for this. There was a huge amount of interest in this contest. Uh, They were talking about uh, one of the other city council members, when he held the seat, he had only 143 delegates vote for him. And so there were many, many more in the room than are normally in the room. Well, is there a limit to the number of delegates a candidate can have? Apparently not. Now, that's not the way the Republican Party's done it, but the Democrats have their own rules. So apparently anybody could have signed up for a Democrat, but there was a, or to, to be a delegate, but there was a process you were supposed to have gone through the month or two before the event. And that seemed to be the crux of the dispute that a bunch of Warsami delegates had signed up and for various reasons, their credentials weren't being honored. What would constitute cheating of voting if you're not a delegate? Well, voting if you're not a delegate, voting if you don't live in that ward, in that district, uh, or, you know, there was a concern that there were people who signed up to be delegates who either weren't aware they had been signed up to be delegates or, you know, there, there was, a, and again, this wasn't just in Ward 10. Apparently this happened in Wards 5 and 6 as well. So I'm conflating a couple of different things here, but yeah, there was seem to be some, they have a credentials process and they seem to be trying to verify delegates and some didn't get verified for whatever reason. And that seemed to be a source of the, a dispute between the uh, Orsami folks and the people running the event. Well, I don't know where to take this. I it do. seems terribly complicated. I do. How can people like me continue to have faith in a system that seems completely rife 
with problems. Well, again, it'll be interesting to see what the executive committee of the Democrats do this week, because that's, you know, they have not just the Ward 10, but Wards 5 and 6. They seem to have a process that appears to have been corrupted. And this is exactly what we complain about for statewide elections, you know, why we advocate for voter ID, why we advocate for signature verification and all these other tests. Bill, the governor didn't even bother to campaign outside of the metro. Well, that you know, you get well, where the votes are. He did, but every time he came out here, he got chased back to the studies. <laughs> Kenny's right. Sorry. <laughs> Do you know anything about Warsami? Is he trying to pass himself <clears throat> off as a completely different voice than uh, Asia? Uh, I don't know. It was kind of interesting because you were bringing up the renter thing. I, I looked at both of their biographies, and I believe in the first sentence of both of the biographies of the candidates, they talk about how they're renters. Mm-hmm. So that, apparently that's a badge of honor. You're not a homeowner, oh, you can't you're a renter. Home. That's evil. Because yeah. uh, then, then you're some sort of capitalist, I right. guess. Right. But uh, yeah, I guess it, it's, I don't know the Democrat Party and the ins and outs, but it really seemed like he was pushing himself as not as far to the left as as the incumbent. That, well, that's not going to work. That he seemed to be saying things about public safety and crime in the community that perhaps some of the delegates supporting the other, the incumbent wouldn't have liked to have heard. But again, you know, that's just my outsider view of it. I don't know what the insider view of it is, wh- whether this was something about uh, demographics that were different or was something uh, where there was genuine policy disputes between the candidates. There was a lot of multicolored hair there when I watched the videos, and uh, it was just, it looked like a bleep show to me. I, I just, uh, it was a circus act, but it seems to me that uh, becoming a delegate uh, obviously is uh, uh, something these people want to become. They want to, you, you want to have that voice. If you're a supporter of Chugati, you got to be a delegate. Right. So that's the way these endorsing conventions work. Now, there's going to be an election in November where everybody can vote and pick whatever candidate you want. But, you know, if you're in Minneapolis, you're in St. Paul and maybe Duluth and a couple other places, if you don't have that endorsement, if you aren't on the sample ballot that the Democrat Party hands out at election time, you don't really have a chance. What they're seeking is the endorsement of the state DFL, correct? Well, it's the local party, but yeah, the the state DFL, the Minneapolis, it will be the Minneapolis DFL in this case because it's an odd year election. So the Minneapolis DFL will mail to every household or somehow distribute to every household in Minneapolis a sample ballot. These are the candidates we back. And you remember the ranked choice voting thing that in Minneapolis, they could have 10 candidates on the ballot for any mm-hmm. race. In fact, the weird thing is, in terms of the law, there are no candidates for this race. The The candidate registration doesn't start till August. Mm -hmm. So this is, we're very early in the stages of this. And, but this is the pick, the preferred democratic candidate. Anybody can file in August for any of these seats. And if there are 10 candidates on the ballot, then just rank choice. You can rank your top three. Uh, There might only be two. There could only be one. Somebody's running unopposed. So, uh, but this is to get the endorsement of the democratic party to be on that sample ballot, to get the backing of the, of the local party when they do the citywide election in November. The city, well, both cities, but just stick to Minneapolis. It's been totally consumed by what's called the DFL. There's no Republican 
candidates for any of the 13 seats. Well, I'm sure there'll be Republican candidates, but there hasn't been a successful Republican candidate in 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. I mentioned I ran for state house myself uh, 10 years ago. For the Minneapolis area? No, 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 for Edina. Edina. I, I ran in the in this district in Edina, and I was door knocking. And one of the people I met, and I, I won't mention any names, and you know, I don't want to dox anybody here, but I met a guy who told me he was the last Republican elected to city council in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And this was back in the 70s or 80s. I can't mm -hmm. remember what he said. And there hasn't been a, a, a Republican elected mayor in Minneapolis since 1961, I think it was. Right. Uh, so it's been a long time since a Republican had a real shot at getting elected to anything. But the city's getting worse. It's not getting better. Well, again, some uh, political scientists could explain this better than me. You know, the whole thing about factions, nature abhors a vacuum. We have a two-party system because that's the natural state of things mm -hmm. that people divide into camps. And so just because there's one party dominating politics in the city of Minneapolis or the city of St. Paul doesn't mean that they're all unified behind, you know, they have factions. And what was interesting about this War 10 convention, the incumbent city council person was backed by the Democratic Socialists mm -hmm. and uh, the other candidate was not. So, you know, we used to have a Green Party had a much bigger say, a sway in Minneapolis. There were actually Green Party candidates mm -hmm. who got elected to city office city council, school board, that sort of thing. So there are divides, and you see this in city council. And again, I don't want to mention any names, uh, so they described as a crypto Republican or something. But you look at the 13 members of the city council, there are ones who are less radical than others. And it was interesting in the aftermath of the, the fracas. I keep forgetting your word, Joe. Rhubarb. 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 It's a rhubarb. In, in the aftermath of the rhubarb, the Democrat <laughs> socialist Twitter account blamed the whole thing on conservatives. Oh, come said, on. Are you serious? I'm serious. You can look it up. That, <laughs> that, that the conservatives. So it's, it's very interesting. If you look at politics in a city like Minneapolis wow. or a city like San Francisco, when two republic or sorry, when two Democrats are competing against each other for a nomination or they're the two finalists on the ballot, they'll accuse the other guy of being a closet Republican or a crypto Republican, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the biggest insult you can hurl wow. in intra-Democrat uh, politics. So there are, there are subtle gradations of ideology within the Democrat Party in Minneapolis, and we wouldn't call them conservatives or even moderates, but there are some that are less radical than others, and there is a dividing line. I have a question from a business standpoint, because you guys do a lot of this at the Center of the American Experiment. I was reading a piece uh, in the Daily Mail about the fallout in Chicago because of Brandon Johnson's progressive woke ideology and the businesses that have already said, we're, we're out of here or we're going to plan on leaving. What type of fallout are we going to see in the state of Minnesota because of things just like this that you were discussing at the top of the show? Well, we're already seeing it. The Mayo Clinic's threat to invest elsewhere. The Mayo I'm Clinic, on the Mayo Clinic side on this, by the way. Well, it's uh, the Mayo Clinic is probably no big fan of conservatives and Republicans right. in general. They're doctors. They all right. live in Rochester. I'm sure they're all good Democrats. But they're voters. one of the largest employers in the state. They are one of the largest private employers in the state of Minnesota, and they have big operations in other states. They have, I think it's Jacksonville, Florida, mm -hmm. and somewhere in the Phoenix area in Arizona, they have big facilities. And they are a nonprofit, but they are a large corporation, a multi-billion dollar corporation. And they have put huge amounts of money into developing their Rochester campus. Uh, 
They want the to add a billion-dollar development. Multi-billion-dollar development. And they're saying to the state, if I understand the beef correctly, you're not going to tell us how we're going to do our nurse staffing. Right. That's that's the proximate cause of it. But right. There's lots of stuff in that thousand-page bill that probably won't help you run a hospital. But the, the proximate cause of their dispute is the nurse staffing. You're giving the nurses the power to determine the, the staffing of a hospital. Mm-hmm. And they have a different business model than your typical right. county hospital, like Hennepin County or regions or whatever. They have a specialized clientele. They have a specialized set of practices. So they have a, a good argument that we can't be put in the one size fits all box. Right. But the nurses union is super unhappy because now you've carved out an exception for these guys, or that's at least the direction they're headed in. Well, what about this other hospital over here who says, well, I'm different than the other guys too. I need an exception. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, we're already seeing the fallout of it. The, the uh, Democrats have gone all in on whoever their supporters were in this last election, giving them whatever they want. Mm-hmm. The nurses were a big supporter of Democrats in the last election. They're getting what they want. But Mayo is looking at their bottom line. You know, they're a nonprofit, but they still have a bottom line and says, we can't do business in these conditions we're, we have capital we need to deploy. Mm-hmm. We had planned on doing it here in Rochester, but we just can't justify it to our board and our stakeholders because our hands are going to be tied in how we deliver care to our patients. That strikes me as beyond the comprehension of what's passing for a DFL today. They're, these aren't business people. These aren't people who've ever held jobs or met payrolls or fired people. These are Activists by trade. Joe, people basically. over profits. Yeah. Come on. Well, they don't understand what's going on. I don't well, think. you mentioned that the, the local rep, one of the representatives from the Rochester area, it's a big city, there's several representatives, is a guy named Andy Smith. We're aware. Oh, yeah. and, oh uh, we know Andy. Andy. He has <laughs> yeah. taken the side against the, his largest local employer yeah. that, that he thinks Mayo is wrong. Well, he's declared and people, bankruptcy himself. He ran people, his own business into the ground. People over profits, <laughs> and, and he, lives, he lives it. Oh, honest to God. I told you we'd be in touch, huh? Yeah. Well, let's make this more frequent. Well, thanks, Joe. It was such a pleasure to do this in person. We uh, And where can people find you, by the way, Bill? Uh, Center of the American Experiment. Uh, I'm on there. I post regularly or my Twitter handles at Bill Glon. Yeah, I'm following you now because I'm learning a lot. We, I don't tweet, but I follow Bill. Yeah. We, <laughs> thank, uh, we thank Bill Glon. When we come back, we'll have John Height. Tank real fast. So you're coming with us. Yeah, yeah, you're going down with us. <laughs> nice to meet you. Thank you. Did you park out front? I did. Oh, oh I can walk out. Give them the secret yeah. way. Yeah. No, you know, it's a collector's. We got people for that. We can't count the ways we're F. <laughs> One. Two. <clears throat> I could have done Mueller Mortuary there. It would have fit right in. They bury a whole state. <laughs> <laughs> There's your catchphrase. For yeah, the and they time. bury a whole state. Can they bury a whole state. I think Bill knows his stuff. Yeah.
Well, town council, everybody left me. I, I really don't know where they went. Everybody? Yeah, no, thanks a lot, Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but you're not seeing anything. These guys are... I don't we know got, what they're doing. We have no interest in... Uh, Small talk? Well, that's what you want to call it. Yeah. I think that stuff we said yesterday after the town council, though, should we should have recorded that. Well, the, the uh, Roycey stuff? <laughs> yeah, we all had uh, some fine contributions there. Uh, Reavers, did you roll tape at all on that? <laughs> Patrick made me shut it off. I have to talk to the fellas, even though that would have been absolute gold. Well, it was pretty. Let's that go was here. So, Who's got some? So the next time we do a uh, one of these town council things out in public, that's the warm up act. Yeah. Instead of Rook going out there and uh, rubbing the crowd the wrong way. <laughs> uh, we'll just throw that on um, and get them all. Yeah. So, uh, Johnny. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. Joe, you still have one, right? Yeah, yeah. you still have Mueller. So when you get to your midway point, mm-hmm. throw it to Joe and then Rook. I'll have you- we don't have to do John right here. I can do another segment. Then no, go that's to fine. John. No, I know, but I think oh. we should do another segment. Then go to John. That'll okay. help kill some ads too. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, for God's sakes! Don't use the word "kill." Yeah. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? I agree. You're right. I should not have used that term. I you know meant story. create Wait. space for some more clients. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that sounded very <laughs> official. All right. Uh, yeah. So that means that determines I'm doing something else, right, Chris? Time and space. Yes. Those are yes. the two buzzwords given to the NHL now. Well, he has to have time and space. No, he has to shoot the bleeping puck. Hey, did you guys all stay awake for the end of the Twins game? I, I did not. I made it through 10, and I called it a day, John. I'm, I made it. One o'clock. I started that new Danny Ryan book. Yeah. I like it. It's all right. Yeah, Danny boy? It's, it's good. It's not as good as, uh, you know, the Dawn Patrol era of his writing. It's a different, definitely a different style. Yep. Definitely a different style. I I agree. Read something that matters. No, these are good, Kenny. I've read a lot of things that matter and a lot of good it does me. We ready? I've read stuff that matters. John, did you read uh, In Order to Live? I have not. I got it last weekend and I have not even opened it yet. What's that about? I want. Uh, well, it's nothing you'd be interested in. There's no spies. There's no courtroom drama. There's no murder. No dentist <laughs> banging one of his clients' wives. There's none of that crap. Car chases. Car chases. Kenny, Kenny seems to have put all your reading into one little tunnel there, Joe. Oh God, it's just those books you can slam through in about a half a day. Yeah. Well, I just finished the Great Circle. I read five books a week. Well, they're all S. Well, read the Great Circle and tell me about it. Uh, I'll write that down. As long as it is it fiction, I'm not reading your fiction nonsense. It's, uh, it's probably something you wouldn't even be able to understand. So, okay, so it's fiction. What's the name of it? The Great Circle. The Great Circle. It's about Draw one this way. Then I just figured I finished The Extraordinary Life of Sam Hell. Uh, by Robert Dugani. 
I'm not going to recommend that. I, 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 I liked it, but I don't think you guys would like it. Excuse me. Uh, the small circle. Oh, and I just read the German, uh, the Swedish author, Henning Mankel. I really love him, but Kenny wouldn't understand that. <laughs> First you make the pancakes, and then you put on the syrup. <laughs> oh. You guys should do a book show. Kenny and Joe should do a book show together. Oh, my God. I would love that. There is a great book about a Swedish immigrant family in the late 1800s called Ever the Land that came over here with nothing in their pocket, and they walked up to an area just south of Battle Lake and settled there, and that farm is still there right now. I could drive you right to it. Here we go. Any car chases? Let's go. You ready? Uh, what am I go. doing, Reese? <laughs> Nothing. Let's uh, go. Am I doing something? Yes, you are. All right, rolling. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Let's fix that dump up of yours. Let's get on the horn with Aim High Construction. I know you've been thinking about it. It's time to pull the trigger. They're going to design a gorgeous custom space where your life will happen, and you'll love it. The crew, everybody at Aim High Construction, they can make that vision, whatever your dream is, they can make it happen. They can handle your exterior, your interior products, uh, projects, it doesn't matter. And we're talking both residential and commercial here, Chris, the owner. Uh, his deal is uh, 100% committed, 100 committed to your 100% satisfaction. I think that's how it goes. Uh, and same with his whole team, superior craftsmanship, customer satisfaction. And these guys, they use the best stuff. They, they work with all the leading brands in the industry to bring you long-lasting, high-performing solutions for that project. This stuff is going to last a long, dang time, and you're going to love it. I've worked with them, and I love them. Get the bid ball rolling. Get on the schedule. Get a hold of AMI Construction right now. You do that. By logging on to aimhighconstructionmn.com. Want a little future glimpse of uh, Uptown? Oh, I don't boy. know if I do or not, Joe. A I really future don't glimpse know. of Uptown in Minneapolis? An anti capitalist coffee shop in Canada is closing. Oh, yeah? It didn't huh. work out. <laughs> yeah. Is this where we're just going to give this stuff away for free? Its owner announced, citing the lack of generational wealth, seed capital from ethically bankrupt sources as the reason for being unable to continue. The Toronto <laughs> Cafe was called The Anarchist. It opened in March 2022 and described itself <laughs> as an anti-capitalist, anti-colonial cafe, shop, and radical community space on stolen land. So they checked every box there. Wow. Right? Yeah. Uh, and we learned that uh, it's been an amazing experience connecting with so many great community members, sparking desperately needed debate, raising the blood pressure of conservatives, that includes you, anarcho-capitalists and libertarians, fulfilling the dream of most service workers by not having to tolerate the presence of professional class traders, pigs and military, and uh, experimenting what? with living and working in ways that don't enthusiastically embrace the pure misanthropy of capitalism. Shop owner Gabriel Sims-Fewer wrote on the cafe website to announce the, the closing. Unfortunately, the lack of generational wealth, seed capital from ethically bankrupt sources 
left me unable to quiet to weather the quiet winter season or to grow in ways needed to be sustainable longer term. So I couldn't get along. Bought your BS. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I just said a bad You weren't wrong. I apologize. Yeah. In an effort to make coffee accessible to everyone, because you know it's not. Coffee right. special. It's tough, right? <laughs> it's, it's very there's very there's hardly any places to get it. Right. And you it's not in the grocery stores. No. Nope. So it's very difficult for everyone to get it. I can't walk down the hallway and get it free from the sales department. What kind of model do you think they had in this anti-capitalist? What what kind of pay model do you think they had? Ooh, pay pay as pay as you can. That a boy, Johnny. Pay what you want. And that didn't work out. Wow, that's these, shocking. Because these were ethically bankrupt sources. In an effort to make coffee accessible to everyone and to enforce the idea that the enterprise is not a capitalist venture, the shop had a pay what you can model that was subsidized by pricier drinks. Oh, wait a minute. Check this out. You mean to tell me how to go down that in order to gain to get money, you price the drinks higher to virtually guarantee that no one would pay for them? Hmm? Yeah, you can't (laughs) say run that by me again. Well. Well, you, you could, okay, it sounds, what I'm hearing is, if you want a cup of coffee like I drink it, just black, that's fine. Pay as you go. Zero, yeah. a buck, a whatever quarter. you can afford. Yeah. But if you want something a little. I want a, Mar- a tall Americano with two extra shots. Yeah, that's going to cost they, you five and a quarter. Yeah, but these saps <laughs> had built it for you and then you didn't pay for it. Wow. Hmm. The model was evidently not successful. You don't say. Really? The cafe came under criticism when it first opened. Its critics said it was hypocritical to charge high prices for inexpensive coffee. Huh? In his message, Sims Dash Fewer said the anarchist has been a huge success in every way I hoped. Well, really? <laughs> and has given me so much inspiration and education that I plan to use in future projects. He ended the statement with F the rich. F the police, F the state, F the colonial death camp we call Canada. The shop also sells merchandise highlighting anti-capitalist views. And that for some reason, I'm I'm surprised, for some reason it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is delightful. At, at the Krabby Coffee Shop, we only have one mo- mo- motto. Get your coffee, get out. Pay for your coffee and shut the hell and up. And turn up, turn around. And we leave. are, we are. Do you guys have a bathroom? In no. a position no, not where open to the public. we are to take delight in stories like this or a fight breaking out at Ward 10 because this is what you all wanted. There's your future of Uptown. If it's In fact, there's probably already a store like this in Uptown with the anti-capitalist views and the anti-police and the anti-colonialism and they're on stolen land and uh, they just want to bring the whole thing to a crushing halt and wreck it and destroy it and they are succeeding in minneapolis and they are succeeding in st paul and they are succeeding in the state legislature <laughs> hmm. i can relate this to our last conversation that we had when bill was here too i just went to their website uh, the coffee shop yeah and uh the first t-shirt that shows up that you can buy yeah. has a little logo right here that says people over profit yeah 
That worked out. That worked good for that Andy character in Rochester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's rooting against the major employer of this town. In his, yeah. But see, those are people who don't understand that people are in business in this country to make money. I want to make money. I want to retire. I want to. So, and still, ex- explain to me what what destroyed her. She couldn't get a loan from the very it's a, a he. people it's that a he. It's a he. Oh, he couldn't get a loan from the very people he was criticizing right. and screaming and yelling at. Exactly. Huh. He calls them generational wealth seed capital from ethically bankrupt sources. <laughs> in other words, the bank. But he came on his knees begging for money. He went in to get some money, and yeah. he, he found that there was a lack of generational wealth and seed capital well, from ethically bankrupt sources. So he's not willing to believe a banker when the banker says, well, your business model is S, and right. you're an idiot. Right. But it, So he, it, he won't take that to heart. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. A radical community space on stolen land. Well, then, uh, a fool, why are you there? And where are you going to go? Why then? are you there then? Where can you right. go? What excludes him from working on that stolen land selling coffee? Because he's virtuous. Oh. Where Where isn't stolen land? You know, wasn't there a war for the land? Mm-hmm. Wars are fought for land. I think. I'm staying out of this one. I'm going to stay out of it. I too. think in the original <laughs> thing, I think uh, the, the the man overtook. Well, the, are you talking in the case of Canada, where uh, the English just rolled in and took took it over? In Canada, we call those First Nation people, right? And they were diminished as well as the natives in this country, right? Yeah. How about that Twins game? But <laughs> what's funny is they did the same thing in this country, but then we fought back. And then we took over the country, and then we took over the blame. It's our fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's well, pretty accurate. Well, in any event, uh, that coffee shop is closed now in Toronto, which means that's just less accessible now in Toronto to get a cup of coffee. Right. I wonder if Mueller Mo- Memorial can bury a whole state. Oh, boy, I mean, death by a thousand cuts. That's a big task, but they're up to big tasks. They're up to any task you bring them. They're very compassionate people at Mueller Memorial, family-owned for more than three generations. I know these guys and gals. Uh, I know Scott Mueller very well. He's going he's gonna to help you honor your loved one and bring families together to celebrate a life well-lived. Uh, I know this can be fraught with anxiety and fear and sadness, but... He has devoted his life to making that as easy as possible for you. And I, I am going to place a call to him. Can you bury a whole state? Mm. Can you be a pretty big it, cast? It first thing would be, be who's it, paying the bill. That would be wouldn't his first even question. be a celebration of life well lived, would it? It would be a celebration mm. of the wrecking ball hitting the state. But if anyone could do it, it would be Mueller, mm-hmm. right? Mueller Memorial, Mueller Mortuary. Scott has written a book called What to Know Before You Go. Uh, you can go to MuellerMemorial.com slash GL, see if copies are available, and it will uh, it will help you get through the the overwhelming and the frightening parts of this chapter in life. And that's what it is. It's one of the chapters in life we're all going to face. And uh, I've faced it before with Mueller Memorial, and unfortunately I'll face it again, but they're there for us. It's MuellerMemorial.com.
Oops, sorry. Been uh, fitted yet? No. No. He takes my pulse every time he shakes my hand. He says, patiently <laughs> waiting. But he probably already knows what you're going to need. Yeah. Probably sure. already got it built. Yeah. Maybe. It's like Sid's obituary. I just he, want a pine box. Well, that's all you're going to get. Man. So, you know, rope for handles. I, did you ever go to a Christian brother funeral, Rook? Did not. I have not. Really cool. I'm sorry that I missed Brother Martell's. Uh, uh, that's one I went to. I went to Brother Leonard's. Pine box him? Pine box. Wow. John, yes, to the out. midway point, will you throw it to the Rook? The Rookie, Rook? Sure. I need Ray and Welter heating. Got it. If I bought, walk in there with a Maxwell House can, <laughs> will they... Uh, they put the roommate in that. I like the end of Big Lebowski. Lebowski yeah, style. And then you had to sneeze. <laughs> yeah. So I'll come back in your face. We ready? What are we doing here? Oh, Matt. Oh, we're going no, to John you. Height. Uh, Johnny Height's going to do it. So oh, all right. Pro turf here. <laughs> Rolling. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. <laughs> Can you look ahead at next week's schedule, uh, Reavers? Sure. I, I think we're winding down here with Pro Turf. We usually wind down a week or so before Memorial Day uh, because Dave has so many GLers on the schedule that he can't take any more in. But uh, if, if you want to get on the schedule, it's certainly not too late. Um, go to professionalturf.com. They've been treating lawn since 82. They know their stuff. And if you need something done in your back lawn, your front yard, whatever, something patio-related, I don't know. They can do that, too. And whatever your dream may be, they can they'll work with you, and they'll get it. And they've got this computer thing, and they've got this voodoo thing, and they can actually make your dreams a reality and show them to you before they even put a shovel in the ground. Pretty cool. Um, ProTurf specializes in Everything landscaping-related, whatever you can dream up, they've already done, and they can do. Best lawn in the neighborhood and amazing outdoor environments. You can see all of their work at ProfessionalTurf.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. And this news is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. Uh, before I do news, uh, can I go back to the Anarchist Coffee Shop for just sure. a moment? Sure. I, I went to their menu. Yeah. There's there's only to make this guy's arguments even worse. There's only one thing that's free in the entire place, and that's the twelve ounce regular black cup of coffee. Right. Everything else costs you money. Yeah. Anything you want to order aside from that coffee will so cost you. Hip, well, he's a he's, he's a hypocrite. Very, he's not very right. Yeah, yeah. and it, they're the same kind of prices you'll find at any other coffee shops. So, right. uh, What's amazing is they never admit defeat. They never admit they're wrong. Yep. Yeah. No, he's still so that's coming to Uptown pretty quick. So there's an opening. I think so. Okay. In news, a man has been ordered to spend more than 100 years in prison for shooting and killing four people in St. Paul before leaving them in an SUV ditched in a western Wisconsin cornfield. Remember this back in 2021? 39-year-old... 
The 39-year-old Antoine Darnique Suggs was found guilty on all four counts of second-degree intentional murder after a two-week jury trial earlier this year. Each count had a maximum sentence of 40 years in prison. Ramsey County Judge Japal Harris sentenced Suggs to more than 25 years on each count. That totals more than 103 years. Prosecutors say Suggs shot and killed Jasmine Sturm, Matthew Pettis, Natosha Flug Presley, and Loyes Foreman III in St. Paul. A farmer found the SUV with four bodies inside on his property in Sheridan, Wisconsin. Investigators say they used cell phone data from that night to determine that they believed Suggs killed the victims when he was near the White Squirrel Bar in St. Paul. All four victims had been shot in the head. Court records said that Suggs then met his dad, 56-year-old Darren Osborne, who, who also uses the last name McWright, and that the two then traveled to Wisconsin in separate vehicles. Ramsey County prosecutors charged Osborne with one count of aiding an offender. He pleaded guilty back in October of 2022. He was sentenced to five years in prison at that time. Suggs was arrested after the shooting in Arizona when he surrendered to police in Gilbert days after the shooting. And, yep. and, and we're still unclear as to a motive? Uh, I think I don't think we've ever come clean on that, right? I, 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 I I'm unaware that. of a motive. I, I thought yeah. what was noted... Uh, um, notable about this was the old man getting in the car and he only gets five years i don't know he got in the car to help get rid of the body well, he was in a separate car he, yeah he followed him he, to pick him drove, up in yeah, so they could leave the suv there I, and he only right. gets five yeah. years he got the following sentence he just for following got it uh, as we talked about earlier after hours of debate the minnesota house of representatives passed that major public safety bill the 880 million dollar mm. Package includes both new funding and new policies, but what seemed to get the most attention from lawmakers, measures that would require background checks on private gun sales, as well as the red flag law that will allow guns to be taken away from people deemed a danger to themselves or others. The bill passed with a vote that took place shortly after midnight this morning, after about nine hours of debate. Republicans say what's in the bill won't protect Minnesotans, and they say they wanted more involvement in creating it. Jim Nash is a Republican from Oconia. He said if somebody's going to commit a crime, a new law is not going to impede them from committing the crime. They don't think that way. The bill also strictly limits the use of no-doc warrants by police, makes it easier for some prisoners to have their prison sentences reduced, includes money for crime prevention programs that allows judges and public defenders to get pay raises. The bill will now head to Governor Tim Walz's desk, and he is, of course, expected to sign it into law. So Kenny, if you sell me a gun, how do you do the background check on me? <laughs> nope. There's your answer. How, how in the hell is that supposed to Where, happen? Uh, number one, I'm not selling you a gun. All right. Number two, I'm not selling anybody a gun. All right. And you know why? Because one night, a couple of weeks ago, I had all of my firearms in a canoe and I was crossing the Mississippi. But wave over? come along tipped me over no you have got nothing i have, have no more firearms they're all gone did you file an insurance claim or anything no, no they're just gone. gone i just okay. have to eat it yeah, yeah. i'm so sorry to hear for your I'm loss very sure yeah. Yeah. yeah joe you need to read this daily mail thing that i brought up when bill was in here talking <laughs> yeah. about this very thing this chicago is gonna follow the joe Sushi. they're gonna miss Lori lightfoot I'm already aware of that. You already have companies that'll. Tyson, Caterpillar, and Boeing have already said we're out. See ya. Uh, following them is going to be CME. That is the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Exchange that's worth sixty-six 
billion dollars. When were they founded? Like 1800s, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 They've been there forever. And they're like, nope, we're out. I know. I, uh, I, uh, I'm aware of that. It's, uh, it's not a good scene. Is Grant Park going to get up and move? No, no. But uh, no one will be able to afford to conduct any parties there. I wonder if it's still safe to go down there for Blues Fest Absolutely. or 4th of July. Absolutely not. Really? Founded in no. 1898 with 4,500 employees. Mm -hmm. Their stock mm. price at a nice 182. Rock people over profits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got to believe you'd be safe in large crowds down there, Joe. No, you can shoot more in a large crowd. <laughs> you can get rid of more people in a large crowd. Mm. Latest updates on highway issues we mentioned briefly yesterday. Authorities say Jonathan Carver Parkway and Highway 11 in Carver County and Highway 9 in Scott County have closed due to flooding on the Minnesota River. They sure did, John. This morning's drive to school was fun. Originally, that you have stretch. to wait, uh, you have to go through water? Bell Plain. We get to take the extended the ride. Wow. <laughs> Originally, the stretch of living in the hinterland. <laughs> I was say that. How's Henderson? Still, is that still above? Yeah, it's still closed. Yep. We got uh, Henderson here. Let's see, Kenny. Scott County Wait. Sheriff's Office says Highway 93 is closed south of Henderson. And in addition, Highway 41 from Chaska's River Bridge is closed for construction. Uh, they're saying they don't know what all this is. But Henderson itself is not underwater. Oh, no. Not the, you, not you just take water. 19 off of 169 to get down there through the river. Or right. Over the river, excuse me. Oh. Star Tribune reporting a 15-year-old girl died at the hospital Saturday night shortly after being critically wounded in a shootout on Minneapolis's north side. Officers responded to North Memorial Health around 10 in the evening Saturday on a report of a shooting involving a juvenile. A private vehicle reportedly dropped off the victim down the block from the ER ambulance bay where first responders rushed to her aid. The child was identified Monday night as Marlisha Victory Davenport of South St. Paul. Her cause of death was a single gunshot wound to the back. Police incident reports obtained by the Star Tribune indicate a flurry of gunfire in the minutes before Davenport was taken to the hospital. At about 5 to 10, someone called 911 to report hearing 20 rounds fired on the 1000 block of Morgan Avenue North. Dispatchers also logged a possible drive-by involving an automatic weapon just a few blocks away from there. That incompetent legislator from mm -hmm. Rochester that declared Andy bankruptcy, yeah. was it a coffee shop he had? A coffee remember. shop and theater, wasn't it? I yeah, believe he owned yeah, a book, no, bookstore. Bookstore, bookstore and theater. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, Valley Fair, uh, as uh, updated at Chaperone Policy, uh, they opened this past weekend, and under the new policy, all guests 15 years or younger have to be accompanied by a chaperone, at least 21 or older, have to remain in the park from 4 p.m. to close. The chaperone must present a valid photo ID at ticket entry and stay inside the park during the group's entire visit. In addition, one chaperone may accompany no more than 10 guests ages 15 or younger per day. Guests ages 15 or older, Come to 15 years old or younger, who were found inside the park without a chaperone will be subject to ejection. The kids have to be on a rope like those daycare yeah, yeah, kids. Really just right. <laughs> Wow, it's come to I that. I think I'm going to volunteer. Mm. I'll, I'll volunteer to be a chaperone, take some kids down. That'd be fun. I'd be like a to lot see of fun, that. Wouldn't it? Yeah, it we really have to is. worry about how kids are going to behave at an amusement park. Why don't you just tell people, <laughs> we, we don't bother coming here. But No, Matt, we don't have no, to no, They're not at fault, Joe. They're not at fault. Oh, I know. That's right. They no, Matt, you're, you, you've got a point. You have to. That happens everywhere. 
I mean, that's happening at stock car races we go to where the parents drop off their teenagers. And then the roommate has about six shots of something. And she starts going, I'm going to go over there and tell those little bitches a thing or two. And her and a couple of other drunk moms go after them and shut it all down. It's hilarious. Yeah. Well, what Valley Fair should do is just get a big moose and tell him the park's closed. The moose outside should have told you. Valley Fair should give my roommate a bottle of tequila and turn her loose. <laughs> Put her on the payroll. that place up. <laughs> The lineup for this year's free stage entertainment at the State Fair has been released. The fair officials say more than 900 shows are played through the 12 days. Uh, an interesting lineup. There's some uh, folks here we know. The 2023 lineup includes Naturally 7, The Bacon Brothers, that's Kevin Bacon and his brother, mm -hmm. and Soul Asylum, and uh, one uh, I'm very familiar with, a guy named Dallas Wayne, who's also a disc jockey on Outlaw Country on Sirius XM, and he will have with him one of the finest country guitars around these days, an old fella by the name of Red Volkert. Now, They'll where's the free stage? The Liney Well, there's the Liney oh, stage. The Liney, uh, just from uh, O'Gara's. There's like, there's yeah. six different uh, free stages total. And well, is Johnny, what day of the so, week is Soul Asylum? Uh, I don't know. The, the only one I checked was Red Volkert. So my own personal use. Okay. It's not actually Soul <laughs> Asylum, though. It's just Dave. Dave. Oh, is it really? Michael yeah. Bland playing drums. That, well, you know, that's, yeah, the, that's the reason to go. If you're going to go, go watch go Michael. Michael Bland. That's yeah. Sunday yeah. and Labor Day is when they. Appear. Oh, so it's the last two, Soul Asylum? Yes. Oh, yes. Got well, it. I'm going to have to. We're not doing the fair this year, are we? I haven't heard nope. anything. No, I have. Oh, we don't have to go this year. Good. Really? No. No, he called good, and asked I my. You, I miss you, GLers. We gotta go. He uh, called and uh, asked my permission to call it off, and I just no, I spoke for all for of you. Kenny, no. Kenny did speak for us. No, yep. he did speak for I, us. But I, had a, I, I, after I read this this morning, planned my two days around seeing Red Volker. Well, so I'm gonna, home. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him back. This is not over. The Lutheran Church I'm storming the castle. I'm the only one on here that's shadow management, and I've already made the decision. Shadow management. Not happening. Shadow management. I just stated for the record that if I get one email from anybody in sales or management, I'm not responding to it. Well, I think sales should be prepared to. You know what? You're right. You won't get any emails from GLers. You'll get them all from across the hall. And I'm not responding to one of them, just so you know. <laughs> All in caps from the sales department and management. And the best part about those emails people is it's usually, enough. it's usually in a group of about 15 people in the building. And I just, I have to just sit there and delete, delete, delete. delete. Oh, here's the original. Okay, good. I was just saying, congrats to I'm going to be in uh, Northern New York at that no, time. No, you're not. Yeah. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we sit and wait for those emails from sales and let uh, uh, Rook do a spot here before we do some more news? Well, speaking of sales, it is a very speaking <laughs> of sales. I want you to go to welterheating.com and check out their website. Um, clicking, what causes clicking of an HVAC noise? If the recurring clicking HVAC noise is coming your from your control panel or the outside compressor. This typically suggests there's a disruption in the system delay. I'm not going to go on and on. You can go to their website, welterheating.com, and learn about clicking, thumping, clanking, or banging, popping, rattling. We're talking about AC units here, Reavers, so please be quiet. Hissing, 
squealing and screeching. Wow. Oh my God, what's wrong with this family? I want to live there. Nothing. <laughs> I want to live there. Crazy. Nothing is wrong with the Welter family because four generations have provided Minneapolitans and St. Paulites with over 100 years <laughs> of repair, replacement, and the like. And they're giving that information out for free. So when you're about to flip on that AC unit, if it is making some funny noises, you can go check Maybe out. Maybe there's an animal involved. There could be. You don't know. They don't cover it here, but you'll right. have to find out from yourself. So go to the website, welterheating.com, or if you have a question you want to ask in person, they will pick up the phone. It's not a, it's not a uh, what do you call it, a robot? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Artificial intelligence, <laughs> 612-825-6867, 612-825-6867. They're the best in the business, and they're going to be here for years. They're not a flash in the pan, welterheating.com. Flash in the pan. All Banging, the bang, popping, rattling, hissing. Do you keep it down up there? <laughs> <laughs> All the bouncing. It was bouncing. I got tires and it stopped bouncing. <laughs> what about I got air? Uh, he got air at the fair. Remember that? I got air. I got air. <laughs> Jumped onto a trampoline. It was hey, a bouncing uh, team. Hey. Hey. We don't have to do the fair, do we? Seriously, Joe? Yeah. Stop! Please oh, stop. you gotta go. No. A little taste. He's called not me. Told day. me. Said we're not doing it this who year. Did? No. You know who? Are you lying? Or... Mm-hmm. Nope. I can never tell if Kenny's look lying. Or not. Look at Josh. Are you? Are you lying? Are you lying? Okay. Are you lying? Oh. oh, I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. Have I ever lied? John, yeah, but... John, go well, with Joe. Well, see if she Jesus. can interrogate him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's at work. You gotta throw a couple of, a couple, at least a couple of days for those personals. All right. No, that's two. The, the two Fridays. The two, the two who? Fridays. Fridays. Yeah. I don't work Fridays. Oh, you would then. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Joe, I was just kidding. Joe, little yeah. joke, huh? I got hey, it. Here we go, huh? Party hard, hard. Party hard. I miss when Patrick would sit and bitch about the fair for two weeks, but then show up at 12.30 for his yeah. 3 o'clock. Hey, show. what time are we done Don't here? bitch about Roycey at the fair. He comes in there with food from about four miles yeah. away, and True. it's always the best stuff on True. the fairgrounds. We were reminiscing about kids at Mother's Day and the one kid who's now going to graduate from high school in about two weeks when she was little you'd talk to her and she, you'd say how you doing she'd go fine <laughs> <laughs> this voice would fall you know what are you going to be on a softball team this year oh, i think so <laughs> <laughs> charlie callis we were on the floor i was i oh I, I couldn't even breathe i did was she laughing re- so she hard re- was she part of this did she recall that she wasn't there, oh, okay. so we were getting oh, away man. with it, you know. She was. That's mean. Oh no, it was funny. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Do you like to go swimming? Uh huh. <laughs> and the Sushery family, a, a different kind of family. Oh my god! That is just awful. Jesus. Oh. She doesn't do it anymore. Do you get slapped this... with a wet blanket the second you walk into the house? It was just this childhood affectation that was very odd, you know. Hey, good to see you. Hey. <laughs> and now she's developed severe confidence. No, no. Like, <laughs> she's cool and hip as they come. And just great. Oh. <laughs> God, you're awful. 
I knew Rupert loved that. I love that. You know who I'm talking well, yeah, about? Yeah, I know. Too. She's the sweetest girl ever. Oh, my God. She's great. You know. Hey, you're I'm playing glad she didn't do that in high school. I'm glad she didn't do that in high school. No. You're playing softball this summer. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. I can't believe she's graduating, by the way. That's the other thing. Oh. Well, time flies. Oh my God, sure does. Yep. You know, I will. I always say the days are long, but the years are short. Uh, that's right. That's how that works. She's like yeah, a bad I'm, song. She's only got about four more days. I know. Yeah. Let's go here, Kenny. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm rolling. Fighting the demagogues of diversity. It's Joe Suchere. Mm. Did you play this one already? Yeah, I'm really sick of this one. I'm not going to lie. You've either played it today already or you played it twice yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> God, what is wrong with us? It, Where do you want us to start? At Sushere family <laughs> gatherings, is there a lot of like eye poking and slamming? Oh, it's, yeah. and, it's a three stooges are, are episode. You, oh. <laughs> Are you plugged back in yet? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. So at your family gatherings, uh, are there like <clears throat> eye gouging and heads getting slammed together and three people getting stuck in a door? Kids turned upside down, turned into an outboard motor. Mm -hmm. you know, I, like, I'm witnessing you walk <sighs> You walk in the front door. The first thing you get is a wet towel right yep. to the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, I'm doing something here. All right. I think so. Yes, you worried. <sighs> I was going to brag about life in the country. Uh, we drive it. We love our side-by-sides, drive them everywhere, side-by-sides for the chores, the adrenaline spikes, the runs to town. Runs to town? Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, get out to the fish house, whatever. Now, I know you folks with weekend or lake or country places, you have them. I see you. Others may have noticed side-by-sides, pretty big darn deal in the Midwest. And Moon Motorsports has them right now. They have an amazing selection of Polaris side by sides and ATVs and stocks and special May rebates on many models that really makes it easier to purchase. Uh, everything from the Range uh, Ranger to the Razor, the Turbo R, you'll find the Polaris side by side that you really, really need. If you love riding the trails on two wheels, uh, then KTM, check out the KTM lineup. The 24 KTMs arriving right now. And the remaining 23s, pretty attractive pricing. Hop over to the website, see all the models of KTMs, the trail, the wood bikes, and the lineup of side-by-sides from Polaris. Get yourself a side-by-side, moonmotorsports.com. It's a love affair with riding. It's been going on now for 52 years in Monticello, family-owned and operated the whole time. Moon Motorsports, just south of 94, west of 25 in Moon, uh, Monticello, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Thank, thank you, Mr. Olson and Mr. Suchere. In, uh, in other news, Ukrainian... GLers need to know that no matter how mean he is to us, he's way meaner to his blood relatives, no, daughter, granddaughters, no. and grandsons. How you doing, kid? Fine. How you doing? <laughs> Wow. Hopefully she doesn't listen to the podcast. No, no, no. But I think her grandfather does, and I hope he's laughing as hard I'm as sure I am. <laughs> In other news, Ukrainian air defense is bolstered by the recently deployed. I thought you were the grandfather. 
because she has two. There's a couple. There's a couple. Oh, the other one. My kids have had a full life of grandparents. I never even knew a grandfather. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. I had, yeah. either. I had a couple. It was awesome. I just I lost her. my last one a year and a half ago. And, and my grandmas, yeah. you know, they had the bad grandma shoes yeah. and they the, wore dresses. The stockings. Yeah. 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 And much a person. Right. Right. No matter how good. In the living room, like right. another right. sushi is going to come and steal it. Yeah. No matter how good your parents were, your grandparents, way better. Yeah. Way better. Wait. I just had an idea. Okay. Rook, with your permission, we bring back the table talk format podcast, but. It's the sushi's talking about Joe. No. Oh my God! Yeah, come on! Oh, we em. have seats at the table. No, we got a we got a format to go. Th- I know two guys. You no, know, and they didn't family. drive. They were grandmas who didn't drive. They my didn't drive. Grandma Maddox, Teresa, she yeah. never had her license. Neither, Neither one of them did either. Yep. Both of my grams never had. Weavers, to get think... one of them out there, you have to go pick her up into town. You have to go into town to get her. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on a Saturday afternoon, oh, uh, usually. In, in the mornings, though, <laughs> where would they? Where would they go? They had to go get their. No, I don't remember the grandmas getting their hair done. Oh, you don't going to the salon and having the mothers ready the scarf. Oh, they had the scarf, the yeah. scarf, and the bad helmet uh, air oh, dryer. Jeez, and it smells yeah, so bad tractor. in there. Yeah, it smelled like sulfur. Yes. <laughs> Plastic on the uh, living room furniture. Uh, yeah, did yeah. both of your grandmas smoke? Neither did. Oh, yeah. really? No, neither did. I had one that would just, she was a professional And smoker. that only one dragon, it was the cooking sherry. <laughs> really? Really? I need a little more of that sherry. Yeah. yeah. My gra- grandma Maddox every once in a while go for one beer and she'd be yeah. hammered off yeah. her. Yeah. And that's it's like that- a a buck for five gallons of that stuff, isn't it? Well, it was always in supply. I, I got news for you. And then there was the one time when Grandpa Red went out to dinner with her, and she fell over at the manor. Yeah. And he counted her out. He went down, and he went, seven, eight, <laughs> nine. <laughs> if I did that oh to my, my wife, God. it would be. God. Oh, my God. No, you, if she fell over, you'd grab her feet and paint her toenails quick. Right, but when I fall over, which is about no. Well, what is that? Uh, that's life expectancy, I guess. Uh, well, did you lose both of yours, longer. Joe? Oh, I never knew either of them. They were dead I mean, long both before I was born. From death? Yeah. Right. Oh, no, okay. they went to prison. <laughs> no, I didn't know. Okay. Here's, here's why I asked that. I had one who died before I was born. Both and, mine died before I was born. Well, my other one I never met and didn't know, and it's all very shady. So oh, boy. That's, that that's why. Oh, that is different. How yeah, old were your asked. grandpas when they went down? Uh, Ain't that 70 mark? No, no. Probably earlier than that. Johnny, was she running a house they or making shine or something? I don't know. No, no, we we don't know. It's it's all veterinary. We don't know if it's nefarious or not. My mom said FDR killed her dad because he got. In those days, you know, uh, it was flip flopped. Those days, you had to wake in the house. You, yeah, the old man sitting on the couch. He's Mm -hmm. half cooked. You know, yeah. (laughs) No, Jalmer sat in the dining room for like four days before they stuffed him down. Yeah, Yeah. fishing rod in his hand. You know. Yep. Like weekend at Bernie's kind of. Either that or they have to put them in the crick just yeah. to keep them cold. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do some news? Nah, I, I got to leave yeah. at one thirty. I got a two o'clock. I remember one time my grandma coming back from Hawaii. I had just have this memory of her. She had the big lay on. Okay. You know, the big flower yeah. lay on. 
that's all I remember. Hmm. You know, I she had why. a good time. She went to Hawaii by herself. She oh, had a really good time. I think she might that's... have gone with the St. Luke's Choir. I think that's what it might have been. Oh, okay. Yeah. She wasn't spending some but of that. But that was in the 50s when you're flying prop Joe? planes. And... Men's choir? No, the girls. The women. <laughs> yeah. The girls. Maybe she went with the men's choir. Oh, my God. That is just awful. <laughs> I'm starting to mess with karma here. We better. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I love my grandma. Oh. They were great. Um okay. Well, she drove then. She she That's drove until she drove until about the mid fifties. And then Did I she got her license? And she didn't one grandma died in nineteen sixty nine and one grandma died in nineteen seventy six. Hello. The one in the sod yeah. hut made it till 1976. My dad's mom. That was she was 90 something, oh, 96. Wow. And she she didn't have all her marbles at the end. Okay. Because you know, you'd go and visit her and she'd say, yeah. I, I don't know what's Where was she? She's you know, up there. She was in a place. Yeah. She was out there. You can get them. <laughs> you can get them. <laughs> all right then. Hell of a report. Okay, yeah. Do you like my news? It's pretty good, don't you think? Uh, I do have one story. Uh, Let me get this one story in for you, though, just because I like it. Yeah. A DUI suspect in Colorado tried unsuccessfully to pin the rap on his puppy, according to police in eastern <laughs> oh, Colorado. Slid the dog over into the driver's seat? Yep. Cops in Springfield, yeah. Colorado. Oh, I've tried that. That doesn't work. Wrote on Facebook that the attempted switch happened at 1130 in the evening last Saturday. Officers were pulling over his vehicle, driving 52 in a 30. Officials said the driver tried to switch places with his dog, who was in the passenger seat. As the officer approached, the officer watched the entire process. Mill Party then exited the passenger side of the vehicle and claimed he wasn't driving. When police asked the suspect if he'd consumed alcohol, he just up and ran, abandoning both vehicle and his puppy. He was caught about 60 feet from where the incident began. Charges uh, against the man include DUI and resisting arrest. Police said the dog was given to an acquaintance of the driver to take care of while the party was in jail. And police added, because they like to do this kind of stuff on Facebook, the dog does not face any charges and was let go with just a warning. The dog was let go with a warning. You know, if you're my age, what all grandmas had in their house? What? There was a name for the type of candy. Ribbon candy. Ribbon candy. Ribbon candy that was glued together. Yeah, you couldn't, yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't yep. break off a hump. Yep. And it was, wait, it was in, what kind of dish was it in? Well, it was in a glass. Yes. Like a uh, Almost bowl like thing. an ashtray. Yeah. Thing. Yes. Yes. And yes. where was it placed? Well, it was usually on a, maybe an end table in the living room. Living room. Yep. The living room. Yep. And, and, and what lined the living room hallway above the, on top of the carpet? A runner. The, the, uh, plastic, the plastic, plastic, plastic. Right. as if yep. people were going to be coming in from in droves uh, right, from uh, Australia, dealing that were just digging mines right now and going to dirty up. But the you're trying to get a hunk of that candy and you break a finger. Yeah, yeah, exactly, so it was all glued together. It was. And it, was, it just, sat there for the year. And, <laughs> you know what my my one grandma had too? I wish I had it. She had a card shuffler. You ever seen oh, those? Nice, yeah. Can you yeah. still get one? Sure, sure. You, you put the cards store. in there, you turn to crank. Yes, thrift stores have them. Oh, they were neat. It was neat. Yeah. Dang. But she also collected dolls, and it was very, like very that. frightening because they were everywhere and they looked at you. And and they come alive at night. And she made many of them. I mean, she was an excellent oh. seamstress and, and whatever. 
And I just, uh, I, I shielded my eyes. I couldn't, <laughs> I, I didn't like the dolls looking at me like that. Did your grandma have, see, my grandma had the two candy. She had the ribbon and then there was a, like a brother candy that was full of, it had stuff on the inside. So oh, it was oh, like yeah. the ribbon candy, filled, but it yes, had yes. icky, gooey stuff. Yeah, the right. filled stuff. The and you would never wanted to make a mistake no. and grab the wrong one because no, the I filled one. Take an ice yeah. pick to that ribbon candy. You know, you chop that sucker up. Okay, well, we'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Joe, what is your segment? number one rule about making the best coffee? Coldest water possible. And you know what makes the coldest water possible? I don't. My friends at Hofferman Water. Our friends at Hofferman Water. I forgot to promote that, that. I use it every morning to make coffee. Well, that's your best coffee. It really is. And that's because I have a brand new drinking water system from Hofferman Water and Connecticut. And if you're in the market, well, now's the time to get on their schedule. So schedule your water analysis today. It's free, by the way. 952-894-4040. 952-894-4040. Or go to their website, hoffermanwater.com. You know, if you're feeling like you should blow your nose in the middle of the, the appointment to get that water analysis, they don't mind. So get that new system from Connecticut, whether it's a water softener, an iron rust or odor filtration system, or a drinking water system, and you will be extremely satisfied that you decided to make the switch. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Kenny, do you own that book, Ever the Land? Yeah, I do. It's really hard to get a hold of. Harder. Yeah, I was just looking at prices. They're outrageous. My dad found a, a hardcover copy and paid a S ton of money. Well, the cheapest. Yeah, I have a soft Sorry. cover one with the covers ripped off. The yeah, read the front cover. page story in the Wall Street Journal today about a book at the New York Library. Yeah. Uh, it sold about 5,000 copies, and now you can't even check it out. It's so rare. It's from an investor in the 30s who made a, a gazillion dollars, and uh, you can't find the book. The book huh. doesn't exist. That's a pretty interesting story. That's yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> 74 was the cheapest candy hardcover 108 the most expensive oh jesus oh my god you're going to hell why is that funny why is that bleeping funny it uh it just is <laughs> it, it just is i'm ready if you are <laughs> And the, oh, and the eyes would get involved. The eyes would kind of disappear. Oh, sweet girl. Yeah. <laughs> Finance book out of print. Once a dud, now is golden. Yep. I found it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read it during this segment. Apparently we should read it and all become wealthy. Millionaires. Millionaires. Who wants to be a millionaire? Who wants to be oh, a millionaire? That was a good, uh, what was that? Um, Price is right. Slum. Slum dog slum, millionaire. Yeah. Remember when they dove in the sewage? Yeah, I, I, like I didn't like that part. <laughs> a little too. Aren't <laughs> <laughs> you golfing today? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I got to leave at one thirty. I got to leave now. I'm rolling. Go. Are we done with ads? No. Yes. Joe Sushure, the keeper of common sense. 
only because they come to us all the way from Fernandia in the villages, Florida, from the traveling Lymans at WorldWideWaftage.com. It was on this day in 1850. Joe, today is May 16th. The Reverend Edward D. Neal's Presbyterian Chapel was destroyed in St. Paul's first documented fire. Mm. Hmm. It was on this day in 1898. 516. The 12th, 13th, and 14th Regiments of the Minnesota Volunteer, Volunteer Infantry departed for training to fight in the Spanish-American War. Only the 13th Regiment would see combat, and that was in the Philippines. And on this day, Joe, today is May 16th. 1938, the sewage disposal plant Gross. on Pig's Eye Island in St. Paul was dedicated. Originally considered progressive, it later became a Superfund site. Huh. Super Isn't that where the sewage plant is now? I guess Pigs what's are? a super fund? They had to come in and clean it up because oh. they probably didn't have the uh, technological well, means they have today. It's poop. Yeah. I mean, you can clean you know, that up and why is that yeah. super? get her taken care of. Thank you, GLers. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> GLers, listen to the Rook tell you what you should do later today. Looking for a podcast because we're taking a Friday off? Go to no, PodMN on, on your smartphone. Oh, shucks. Uh, go to PodMN on your smartphone and find um, maybe a topic. Maybe uh, it's music. Maybe it's comedy. Whatever the case may be, there's a podcast out there for you at PodMN on your smartphone. Waiting for you at YouTube is a subscription to Garage Logic so you can enjoy the ups and downs and antics of all of us over the years. And then Fly on over to garagelogic.com, sign up for the town council by paying your 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks for the year, and then take receipt of your Fratelloni $10 hardware and garden store gift card. It's just that easy. Have I taken up enough of your time? Chop. Two o'clock safety meeting, I'm out. All right. <clears throat> All right, everybody. Joe. What? You I'm, have. I'm ready for you. Uh, Bill Glahn from the Center of the American Experiment. I like them. He's good. G-L-A-H-N. Yeah. Is it Center of? Center of the American Experiment. Of the. Yes. <clears throat> See you, Johnny boy. See you, Rockstar. In studio. And Johnny Height. Okay. Do you want to add anything? Well, to, to no one's surprise. Yep. The Anarchist Cafe capitalized. Oh, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold on one second. To no one's. Is that one word? To no one's. No, two words. Yep. Apostrophe S. Yep. The Anarchist Cafe in Toronto went out of business. Do you want a comma there to nobody's surprise? Comma? Sure. Okay. The Anarchist Cafe, Cafe in Toronto in Toronto. went out of business. <laughs> Stop it. John, did you see that email from Ross about our guest tomorrow? I, I did. I didn't really look in depth, but I will after the show here. All right, cool. That'll only take a few minutes. Okay. 
he's not that interesting. All right, boys. See you, Joe. See you, Joe. Yeah. Chris, I'm sending you stories even as we speak. Thank right. you, John. I appreciate <clears throat> it. There's not a whole lot since, you know. You did about six minutes. Yeah, I'm glad I put all that effort into that this morning. Well, then you got stuff for tomorrow, right? Well, no, I can't really use the yesterday's news tomorrow. What huh? about kickers, like fun stuff? I use the best kicker. The best kicker. There we go. I hey, I see Aaron Judge is cheating again. There's nothing cheating there. Jesus, God. Didn't read the story, did you? Bastard. He's looking in the dugout, John. Why was he looking in the dugout? Chris, if you read the story, you know. T tipping pitches. He's no, tip that's, pitches. that's incorrect. How, how are you going to tip stuff that's called with the... John, I know. I'm just trying to get you going. Bastard. Did you watch... Uh, uh, did you see that... I'll tell you what made me mad in baseball. What? Was Phil Cuzzy. God, he's fucking... Did you see the Larnick Sorry. at bat? He's so awful. It did was, you see? First of all, it was ball four to uh, Solano before that, but then Solano eventually walked. And yep. then the Larnick, I'm, I'm saying, why is this? What is going on? This guy's awful. He didn't have a shot. I mean, there's, you can't have an at bat like that. No, no. It's And If, you know, okay, if it had been in the fourth inning with nobody on, all right, I'll, I'll go, you suck, but. You know, but it was bases loaded with one out in the tenth. Come well, on, that and the, you did you see the, the hit? Peralta's hit. Uh, I was, did, but I never was, saw an angle. Was it foul? It was a foul ball. It well, it looked foul. And I only saw one angle, and it looked foul. And I thought, well, that's weird. Well, and again, I guess technically that wouldn't be Cuzzy's call. That, that was, was the first base ump's call. Yeah, but, the Twins did say it was foul and complained about it, according to the paper. Anyway. But wait, no, maybe it would be Cuzzy's call because it if it lands behind the bag, then it, it, it's up into the, the base that it's the home plate umpire's call. The story said it was the first base ump's call. Oh. In yeah. which case, he really screwed it up because it was clearly foul once, you know. Well, that's when I just said, far. I'm going to bed. They're, they're going to blow it. Every they, half inning, I said, I got to go to bed. <laughs> Then I just it was a good game, up. though. I will, I will say that it was a, it was a fun game to watch. It was a really well. That's why it was a shame the way it ended, and not nothing against Lopez. I mean, but it was a shame it ended on a walk, you know. Yeah, because that up to that point it well, was. And then freaking uh, the other Lopez. I got news yep. for you. Don't don't hang a breaking ball. The fucking Max Muncie. Jesus, I said the F word again. I'm sorry, town council. Oh, Chris. What? You're on. You're suspended. Well, but you, you got him to chase a fastball on the outer half of the plate, and he barely, you know, barely got it. And uh, then you that... hang him a cookie. Like, what do you expect's going to happen? Sorry. Was it last night? No, it wasn't last night. It was. Uh... But I do like. Yeah, that. it was last night. It was the Twins when uh, what's his name? Uh, oh my God, I'm senile. Uh, what's the closer's name? Duran. Duran. Was it? It might have been in the eleventh. You might have already gone to bed. I was. Uh, when he blew, I know he blew it, but I, I don't. I didn't see it. Uh, well, he blew. T they were ahead by a run, one out, guy in second. The oh, that runner. was the tenth. That was the tenth. Was that the tenth? Well, yeah. he blew the two fastballs by whoever got the base hit. And then I don't he hung remember. a breaking ball. He did then the he same. Hung a he did it's the like, same thing to the kid from Chicago, Robert or Robert, or whatever so, we're deciding to call him. Why? Why, why did you not you just throw a fastball shoulder high at about one hundred and three and see what he did? To a thousand kids that I've 
either been in, but whatever. He said, if you throw your fastball by the guy, don't do him a favor. You're speeding up his bat. Speeding up his bat. Yep. By throwing him a breaking ball. Don't be dumb. Prince, we don't agree on a lot, but we agree <laughs> on that. <laughs> uh, 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 I kind of want to go cut the lawn, but I'm kind of too lazy to. I'm really going to take hold of this no mow may. I did the front lawn. Front lawn looks great, but the back lawn looks like a jungle and the dog goes out there. We got a lot of ticks already off the dog. You need mosquito shield. Unpleasant. Mosquito shield. Where did I put that? Today's the 16th, right? Yes, it is. Uh, sure. Sure, Chris. Sure. You know, he was really good and uh, like his information's great. And obviously he's, he knows what he's talking about. But th- when we have segments like that, it just depresses the living hell out of me. Oh, Doug Lon, you're talking yeah. about? But he's good. Like, his information's good. Maybe it's just our age difference or whatever. News doesn't really depress me. Oh my it, God. Do, it does, but... How does it not? not? It does, but not to a point where I, I get... I mean, other news depresses me. <laughs> that might not depress you, okay. but not to that point where I get... It affects, like, the way I feel. Does that make sense? Sure. I don't know. I know what I mean. I mean, I just kind of shake my head and go, yikes. Yikes. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Oh, did you see the Dodgers announcer on the thing? Uh, here's the quote on awful announcing after he called Larnick out. Boy, oh boy, Phil Cuzzy just made being a major league hitter way harder than it already is. Both sides of the plate were an extra three inches. Well, we shall take it. I mean, but it's not even close. And then. That's impossible for a hitter. That was the Dodger announcer? That was the Dodger announcer. Wow. Yeah. It was Eric Karros and uh, whoever does their play-by-play. Wasn't it uh, the, uh, Charlie Steiner? Uh, does Steiner still do theirs? I'm not sure. I thought he Maybe did. It did he? Oh, Joe, it's Joe Davis. Joe Davis and Eric Karros. The oh, did, Fox did, guy, did Charlie? Re- I thought Charlie was going to take over for Vince. Uh, Charlie does radio i think you and i have had this very exact discussion in the last two months oh let me check but i think he's doing dodgers radio this, this might be controversial but i'm willing to die on this hill i don't like joe davis it's all right i have no he's too polished and tried to be this guy <laughs> do you know what i'm saying he tried uh-huh. I, I don't know it it sounds like he's doing a Joe Buck impersonation when he does a game. Maybe that's, you know, the, I, I'll agree with you there because a couple times I flip it on and at first I do this, you know, the double take, like oh, why is Buck back with Fox? And I go, he's, oh wait, that's he's trying way too hard to be Joe Buck. Yeah. That's what it's at least that's what it sounds like to me. Uh, Charlie is the radio play-by-play announcer for the Dodgers. Paired uh, with Rick Monday. Oh God, pardon me. Sorry, Town Council. Is Rick Monday the guy that had the flag? He is, yes. He's got to be. I was going to say he's 75. Old, right? 77. Wow. He'll be 78 in November. Because he's the one that hit the home run against the Expos, right? That cost the Expos the World Series or chance to go to the World Series. I don't know. Wasn't that Rick Monday? I, I don't know. Because they call it Blue Monday in Montreal. You need to watch that. On, Here it is. Uh, yep. You're right. Off Steve Rogers. Yep. You need to watch that. Um, yeah, I haven't watched it. I still have that written down. It's, it's like you and ball four, pal. But you, but you will love it because that's. I'm right sure near, I would. Yeah, it's I'm right sure. in your wheelhouse. It was because that was the eighty was the eighty one season, right? Right, right. Eighty one. Yep. Game five yeah. of the eighty one NLCS. Monday, 
Well, this is probably in that documentary. Monday and Steve Yeager were asked to leave a restaurant in Montreal in 1982 because, according to the manager, six of the patrons wanted to fight with Monday. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> That's funny. I bet that was a great baseball town. When Montreal? I become when I become commissioner of Major League Baseball, John, I'm going to put a team back in Montreal. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get one in Las Vegas first. He rejoined the Dodgers in 93, the broadcasting team, replacing Don Drysdale, who collapsed in a hotel room, died from a heart attack. Oh, I didn't know he collapsed. I didn't know that that's how he died. Yep. I always thought if you're in entertainment in any way, in a band, on TV, that'd be the worst way to go. In a do room you, okay. alone. Just I don't know if I've ever told you this, but do you know that that's why <laughs> the guys at KFAN liked me? Why? Do you know this bit? No. When they would get a batch of interns, right? And it, normally it was Chad that would do this, but sometimes Burrow would do it as well. But they would always say, to, I think they did this to basically find out if you knew anything about whatever. Yep. So this would have been, let's see, I interned there in the summer of 01. Because I was like 20, I think I was 23 at the time, 22, 23. Anyway. And the, the bit was they would they would get an intern and say, hey, uh, we need you to do this, we need you to do that. And the last thing they'd always say is, uh, get a hold of the Dodgers and try to book Don Drysdale as a guest. <laughs> Jesus. And I was the only one that instantly said, Don Drysdale's been dead for – and Chad goes, all right, you're hired. Because <laughs> he knew oh. that I knew a little bit, you know what I mean? Yep, sure. And there were, you know, there were some kids that were just doing it because they – they might not have known a lot about sports, but they're just trying to get into the sure. business, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I go, Don Drysdale's been dead for you know whatever it was at the time, you know, however many years it was at the time. So that's why they like me because yeah, because I'll still hear that reference once in a while if I'm listening to their. I try to book Don Drysdale. That's the yeah. It's funny. That's, that's funny. funny. Super Eight. That's the name. Jason Isbell did a song about dying in a Super Eight. <laughs> It's very funny. I got tickets to see Jason in Grand Rapids in um, September. I need, I need, because I, I heard a couple more songs. Remember the country guy that I was telling you about last week? Um, Zach Ryan. Oh, yeah. I need to go. I, I need to see him. I, I really like that guy. I got to find a way to get tickets because the show is sold out here. So I need When's to, he here? Was, I thought he was here recently. No, he wasn't no, here recently. It's, I think it's in August. He's at Target Center. Oh, got it. How about Luke freaking Combs packing U.S. Bank, man? Yeah, well, he's huge, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's had like a ton of number ones. He has. And the other thing I like about him is his covers are good, which means you know that he likes music. He covered, I should send it to you, he covered a Bill Withers song. That's fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah, I don't doubt that. I would guess he probably is. He's got good pipes, man. And I like that Tracy Chapman cover he did. Because you got a fast car. Um, yeah, 60. Because I had a bunch of friends that went to that show, and I just, I had no interest. I just don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to deal with I, people. Can he play, I, can he play like down the street and I can just walk over there? Because I, I do that. One of the reasons Dylan and I decided to go to Grand Rapids to see Isbel, because he's always, he's here about once every three years, two years. Okay. And Dill said, did you know he's playing the thing Grand Rapids up by the river? I said, no. So I looked and sure as hell he is. And we got tickets and we're going. That's cool. So 
it'll be fun. What's it called? What's the theater called? It's river. It's no, it's a river fest kind of thing. Um, oh, make it look so it's a, grand. Do is it just me or are we having a lot of outdoor music festivals this summer? Um, because we got the the two at Target Field. You yep. got the one down at Canterbury. You got the one, the Taste of Minnesota. I, I just people don't have any money. How are they going to? I don't think there's any more concerts than there ever has been. I think it's back to what it used to be. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. House? No. Where the hell did it go? Oh, now it's not even here. What the hell? Oh, <laughs> don't be taking it off. Cancel. They heard about it on a podcast and said, be, "F that." I'd be very unhappy. Oh, you know why? Because it's never mind. It's. What? I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I went to StubHub's thing instead of StubHub always is listed first, so I always click on that, which drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grand Rapids River Fest, it's called. Grand um, Rapids River Fest. Yeah. Jason Isbell, Amanda Shire, Shamika Copeland, who's wonderful, and Dessa. So that'll be fun. I like Dessa. Yeah. She's Remember okay. when I got yelled at because she was playing at the fair and I was listening to her show <laughs> behind <laughs> the thing? Were you Were you with me? I don't think so. Okay. Because she was part of the, uh, what do you call it? Um you know when Minnesota Music or Minnesota Public Radio does their day at the on the stage? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they're right behind us. Oh, Why she was on the stage behind us. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't remember. Oh that. no, it was Jess Summers. Jess Summers because Jess Summers is a massive Dessa fan. So she and I sat there and had beers and listened to the music. Oh, cool. Oh, when's yeah, your thing? I forgot fun. to ask you with the with the crew. When's your thing airing on Twin Cities Live? It's actually not Twin Cities Live. It's Twin Cities Mornings with Eggert and Megan Newquist, as I found out. I see. And that will be Memorial, uh, the Friday before Memorial Day. Oh, you're getting the old Friday holiday news dump. The uh, treatment. They're doing a week of Voices of Minnesota, and they're all people. When she told me who the other four were, I went, well, I definitely don't deserve to be in with this batch of people, so what's going on? Because it's like Wurzer, uh Chad Hartman, who else? I don't know. There's there's four five people counting me. Uh, you, Chad, Kathy, Kathy Wurzer. Who else? I can't remember. She told anybody me from uh, Clear Channel or iHeart or whatever the f they're called now. I don't know, Chris. I don't know, Chris. I just don't remember. I don't I'm listen to a show, know. but you know who I like on Twitter is that Justice guy. Do you know him at all? I don't. I don't know what I you mean. Know. Justice and was it because the one guy died? Justice and Drew was that the name of their show? I don't know. I don't know, Chris. John, you need to start paying attention to your industry. I don't because I'm 66 and retired, basically. (laughs) Screw them all. Screw them. I don't remember the last time I listened to an actual radio station. Hi, Town Council. How are you? Hey. I'll bet it's now been that I have, five that years. I've had <laughs> whenever I got that car in December, so I've you know had satellite. Yeah, I'll listen to, you know, I'll listen to the fan once in a while, and I'll listen to. Uh, that's kind of, oh, I'll, I'll have the Twins game on. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll bet it's been since we were. Still a radio show, which is what? Well, you listen years. to the twins on the radio if you're driving, don't you? If I do, I listen on Sirius. I mean, oh, I suppose. Why? Well, why not? Why turn from Sirius to something else? Hmm. 
But actually, no, Chris, I don't. I don't. The only baseball I ever listen to in the car is a Yankee game, and that's very rare because I'll always have music on if mm-hmm. uh, if there's a. Oh, Royce, he just retweeted that thing. Is that how you saw it? Which one? The boy, oh boy, Phil Cuzzy just made a major league hitter. Wait. No, I just, I happened to see it, uh, a new story. Wow. It was Kirilov, by the way, not Larnick. That's why you were confused. Oh, it was Kirilov, too. Yeah, sorry, my bad. I have them lefties, you know, they're all the same. Well, William is, you know, he he's obsessed now with anybody that hits left-handed and throws right-handed because that's what he does. And so oh, yeah. we were watching the reap because they were replaying it this morning. And it's so great now that every, because you know, he's always the first one up. So it's great every time I come up, you know, come upstairs and he's watching watching baseball highlights it's just it's awesome anyway and he goes dad i want to swing like this guy <laughs> okay buddy so do i <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> so he's now obsessed with uh kirilov oh since he got called up yeah, that's good yeah he likes watching him hit i uh you know i told you about the uh where you can call up two three four games now if you want on, on yep. Uzu. yep uh i uh yesterday we stopped at walmart and uh yeah, I had a 42-inch TV in the garage and said, boy, it'd be nice splitting these screens if I had a huge TV. Had an open box TCL 65-inch for 200 bucks. No way. Yep. So, and it it's warrantied for 30 days, uh, plus it's warrantied by the manufacturer for their normal warranty. So, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I hooked it up last night and I got a 65-inch TV in my garage. Wait now. a minute. You just yeah. had an idea. So if that... TV is internet capable. You don't even need, you just need to mount the damn thing. Um, yeah, but I, I still use my fire stick just because I'm used well, to it. Right. It. But what I'm saying is you could put that like for me, I'm, I'm not, it's back. It's, it's all about me. Um, <laughs> but what I'm thinking is, cause I have a section on, cause I have a three, my three car garage. Oh, good for me. But there's the part where I have this giant wall space. Yeah. Well, I could just mount one in there. What are you what are you saying? I'm 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 confused, Chris. No, because I could use our secret website if it's internet. You mean the one I just said out loud? Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> if it's internet capable, I could just it's, mount it and then it's an app and it's not illegal. All oh, Royce keeps calling it illegal. But anyway, go ahead. Well, I don't still don't know how it isn't illegal, but whatever. It's, it's an IPTV, which is yeah. They they steal it, but it's not considered illegal. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, but I could do that and then have baseball on outside in the garage. Huh. Well, why couldn't you do that now? I'm confused. No, I just realized that I don't need to put, I just literally need to plug the damn thing in to an outlet. Okay. Because it's internet ready, the TV? Yeah. Okay. Just I don't here? I don't have an internet ready TV. <laughs> what, what the Sam hell were you just talking about then? Well, I bought a 65 inch TV. Normal oh, and TV. you're saying you're going to put the fire stick in there. It already is. Yeah. So do you I mean, have to plug it into your phone? <laughs> <laughs> you bastards, all of you, all of you, damn, all y'all. damn cavemen when it comes to whatever. Oh, technology. did we just pass legalized weed? Oh, I, they're going to. I don't know if they just did. Oh, but. no. Okay. Star Tribune just had a new, you know, new in all caps. Minnesota is poised to legalize. Yeah. Well, they're going to. Well, of course they are. You're going to. I'm not, you know, you want to get high, go ahead and get high. But I kind of do side with Joe on that, don't you? We're already so freaking stupid. I don't know what difference it'll make, to be truthful. I mean. Uh, well, John, you know. when you drive in the city, 
every, every other car you could just smell it from the well that's kind of my point <laughs> I, oh, don't see I, what see, oh, I see what, I, I see what yeah. you're saying okay yeah I mean, you can't walk into a store without walking by somebody who obviously has been in their car smoking weed. You can't, you know. So it's not, I don't you know. How about this uh, tweet I'm just seeing? Because uh, Bill said, hey, thanks to the GL podcast for having me in studio today. Th- you know, thanks. It was cool. Yep. So I retweeted and said, you you were great as always. Anyway, there's a response to it. Has Joe bought a place in Liberal Lakes yet where he can commiserate with his buddies from the Lincoln Project? Question mark. Good Lord, last couple times I listened, he made Johnny Height sound like the right-wing extremist. <laughs> wow. Kenny and Rook's back healed up yet from carrying the show. Uh, boy, people just hear what they want to hear, don't they? Well, they do. That's that's fine. That's fine. Well, oh, God, I got to do Mike today. Crap. Oh, well, I'll leave you alone then. John. I'm going to go do something. I don't know what. Okay. You should go do something. 